Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And for this week's episode, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the future of health and wellness careers. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I hope you guys are doing really great. So yeah, here we are, last episode of 2018. Episode 100 of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for your feedback about all the podcast episodes this year. Thanks for just, yeah, thanks for being real with me. Thanks for, uh, you know, interacting with me. Wow, I can't talk today, apparently. You know, thanks for, uh, you know, get in touch with me on uh, Instagram and just, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. So for this week's episode, it's kind of a mini episode, maybe because I talked too much in the last episode when, when I went over the health and wellness myths. But, uh, you know, this is going to be a shorter episode, I promise. And uh, it's just me thinking aloud really about, you know, fu- the future of health and wellness careers. Because, yeah, you know, um, looking forward into 2019 is, is the thing that we do this time of year, right? We look forward into um, the next year and what's going to happen for us. So there's so many things coming up and changes being made, you know, uh, healthcare and wellness. Um, that is a career that's always in flux, whether it's the amount of government funding dedicated to it or accepted treatments, the attitude of the insurance industry. Like I mentioned a few podcast episodes, um, talking about the whole green shield thing here in Ontario, or it's kind of Canada wide, but it's mostly Ontario. There's lots of things to consider for people in health and wellness careers, right? And, you know, there's also trends that are coming and going and all that kind of stuff. So here's the things that I'm seeing, you know, things that I'm thinking about for 2019 and curious what's going to happen with them with health and wellness careers. This is just kind of food for thought for you guys. So the first trend that I've been seeing over the past year or so is a move towards functional medicine practices. So I've seen quite a few medical professionals Mostly naturopaths, there's been a few MDs, there's been a few other professionals as well who aren't either naturopaths or MDs, and they're getting this accreditation and advertising that they practice functional medicine. Functional medicine is another treatment methodology that focuses on treating the whole body, not just a set of symptoms. Now, to be honest with you, and this is just from the outside looking in, so if you're a functional medicine practitioner, please don't get offended, I'm just saying this is my perception as a consumer. Um... I'm not seeing functional medicine as being something totally new and revolutionary over um, some of the other practices that have been, you know, out there because various holistic practitioners have been doing this kind of thing for a really long time. They've been saying they treat the whole body and not just a set of symptoms. In fact, I said that as a massage therapist. So it's not just something that came along in, you know, uh, in the last few years. In fact, Functional medicine is something that actually someone came along and, you know, packaged up their methodology and their ideas and called it functional medicine. I mean, I think most of you as practitioners, if you practice functional medicine or if you've heard of functional medicine, you're aware of that. But I do think this is an interesting trend to watch and something we should all be aware of since more and more people these days seem to be seeing functional medicine practitioners and, you know, you might have a client come to you and say that they've got a new doctor, naturopath, chiropractor, whoever, who is a functional medicine practitioner, it's just good to know what that is, you know, what the methodologies are. So 
you have the basic idea, basically. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying that functional medicine is good or bad. Not at all. Just, you know, hey, food for thought. I'm I'm noticing that this is becoming more and more of a thing. So it's it's very interesting trend to watch. And um maybe it's something you want to look into yourself and maybe, you know, learn more about it. So yeah. Um the next trend that I'm noticing for, you know, as we're going forward into 2019 is the idea that specializing within your profession is becoming more and more important, at least in big cities. You know, I realize if you live in a very small place, like my parents live in a very small, it's called a village. Like that's that's how small it is, okay, the population. Um, if you live in a place like that, it may not be as important to specialize because you may be the one of only, you know, a, a handful or less of people in town that do what you do. And so being able to serve the whole population is to your best interest. But for people who live in cities, especially ones like Toronto, where the competition is pretty fierce, it's important to think about this stuff. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts because it's something I strongly believe in, but it is something I'm seeing more and more. I'm not I'm not just saying it because of something that I think is important. I've actually observed this happening more and more. Years ago, it was enough to just be a health or wellness clinic or just offer yoga, just do chiropractic or whatever. But now the usage of these types of fitness and wellness modalities is so normalized in our society. You're seeing more and more people use them. It's really common now for people to have a massage therapist or a chiropractor or a naturopath or whatever. So in order to stand out, practitioners need to start specializing in some way to attract and retain clients. Just to be clear here by specialize, I've said this many times in the podcast, but I just want to be crystal clear. When I say specialize, I don't mean in the same way that doctors have a specialty like obstetrics or, you know, um, cardio, um, cardiothoracic surgery or like whatever. I'm not talking about that kind of specialty. I'm just talking about having an area that's your focus. That's the mo- the thing that you're most interested in. Um, the thing that you advertise more to, that's what I'm talking about with specialization. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that everybody has to like act like they're, uh, you know, have a medical specialty. I'm just saying, you know, choosing an area that is of focus for you. So yeah, again, this is mostly in cities, this thing that I'm talking about, where there simply are a lot more clinics and studios that offer treatments and programs and products and services that you and your colleagues also do, right? So I have seen more and more places lately that are focusing on one group or one methodology And to be honest with you, that can only be a good thing for the public. There are places in Toronto, for example, that specialize in pregnancy and women's health, in seeing runners, in in, uh, giving art therapy, like clinics that just do art therapy, clinics that just do mindfulness practices and mindfulness-based CBT and and that kind of thing, like mental health with mindfulness mixed in, yoga for larger body types, um, the LGBTQ plus community, all that. Okay, so you're seeing a lot more of that in Toronto and in bigger cities and even in smaller places too. It's not just Toronto. And this is a trend I don't see stopping anytime soon because people want to go somewhere that's right for them, that feels comfortable for them, right? And quickly on that note, I have seen some kickback on this recently. I've seen some clinics kind of throw up their hands and say, we don't niche because we want to be able to treat your whole family, something of that sort. And 
I don't have a problem with that, you know, as someone who teaches marketing and business for uh, health and wellness practitioners, I don't, I don't think this is a bad thing. But to them, I say this, you know, if you if you are the type where you're like, well, no, but I want to be able to treat the whole family, I want to be able to treat everybody. Okay, so if you truly do offer specific treatments for all the stages of life, then you have specialized in a way, right? But here's the thing, you have to have practitioners who have a lot of experience in those areas of life. So someone with experience in like, and I don't just mean like one client ever, I mean like actual experience and extra education in pediatrics and or in working with older populations with their special needs, working with pregnancy, working with teens and so on. You know, if you have a clinic where you've got practitioners who have focused on those areas, if you really do have people who have additional training and knowledge of those areas and you cross refer within the clinic, depending on what someone needs, then yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, you have specialized, but you specialized in treating the whole family by collecting a bunch of practitioners together who can actually help the whole family. Because most clinics who say they are at, you know, oh, we're just generalists. We treat our, you know, everybody um, because you learned it once in school or because you don't, you're afraid to think about specializing because you think you're going to like cut off clients or whatever it might be. Um, in the end, what ends up happening with a lot of those clinics is you're mostly treating sort of just the people in the local community, whatever condition they might have, or you're treating office workers, you're doing more general treatments, and you're not seeing a lot of, say, kids or a lot of seniors or a lot of pregnancy or whatever. So I love y'all, but truly, if you want to say you actually treat the whole family effectively and you, then you need to have people at your clinic who specialize or focus in specific life stages. You can't just say, well, we treat the whole family, but actually like 95% of your clients are like people who work at the offices in the area and are mostly coming in, you know, because they've, you know, they hurt their back sitting at their desk too long or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with doing those kinds of treatments. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're saying you have a practice that treats the whole family, you should actually have practitioners that are able to actually treat the whole family. So that's that's my rant. Sorry about that. But, you know, I think that's kind of an important thing to think about. So yeah, that's another trend I see continuing is people opening clinics, studios, various practices, offices that are focused on a specific population or specific treatment type. Um, I never actually gave you an example of a treatment type. Um, I see clinics that just do um, 100% um, osteopathic treatments. Or I see a, which, you know, because there's not that many osteopaths out there, um, that is actually a specialty, believe it or not. Or I see... Um, there's actually a clinic here in Toronto that just does cranial sacral therapy, or I know of a clinic in Ottawa that only does the um, John Barnes uh, myofascial um, myofascial release. But yeah, those are, you know that's what I mean by like either you offer a specific modality, or you're seeing a certain population, or whatever it might be. Specializing seems to be a trend that's really you know burgeoning, um, and I think it's going to continue into 2019. And another interesting trend, and maybe some of you saw this coming, um, since I live in Canada. If you didn't know that, hi, I live in Canada. <laughs> um, but it's more than just Canada. Um, and it's the upswing in the use of cannabis products. Um, at least people are being more public about it now in Canada. I'm not saying that it wasn't in use before we legalized it here back in you know the, the end of the summer. Um, yeah, 
So that's something that is a, definitely a trend. I don't have a lot to say about this. You know, I'm not going to give a long speech about cannabis products because that's not what this podcast is for. But it's an interesting trend, and I, I think um, that I think all of us, whether you're in Canada or not, need to start thinking more about um, as health and wellness practitioners. Um, there's been a lot more people talking about CBD oil. Um, that is the oil without the THC. And for those of you who don't know, THC is the thing that makes you high in cannabis. CBD oil is used for its other properties, such as having a calming effect for those with anxiety um, or, and, and other things as well. CBD is oil has also been used to treat things like cancer. Um, it's also been used to treat pain and inflammation. And um, recently, like I think this was just like a couple months ago, there was a study done at the Children's Hospital here in uh, Toronto, which is nicknamed Sick Kids. Uh, if I just say there was a study done at Sick Kids, people go, "Oh my God, what are you saying?" It, the, literally, the hospital here in Toronto is called Sick Kids. Like that's the nickname of the Children's Hospital. So just so you know. But anyway, there, you know, also to say there was a study that um, that happened there, and there's some promising initial results using CBD oil to treat kids with epilepsy, majorly reducing the number of seizures they're having and majorly um, increasing their um, quality of life. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So I see CBD oil, I see cannabis products as being something that are going to get more attention in 2019. I mean, a lot of you probably already knew that you're like, ah, Candace, like you're behind the times girl, like we've been talking about this for years. Just now that it's legal in Canada, we're talking about it more, right? So also say those of you who do work with clients, patients, customers, you're probably going to have them asking more questions about this kind of stuff. Um, for example, I already know that massage therapists have had clients ask if they can use CBD infused oil in their treatments. Um, and by the way, the answer, at least in Ontario, it might be the same in other places is that the answer is no. <laughs> and the reason why is because um, CBD oil is medicinal and it's out of scope for massage therapists. You're not supposed to be applying anything medicinal to your clients. Oil is fine. Um, if you want to say the oil is medicinal in a certain way because it's moisturizing the skin, fine, but that's not what they mean. Like you're not supposed to apply even something like Voltaren or like even Arnica cream as a, as a massage therapist. You're not supposed to do that actually. Um, I know people do, um, but technically you're not supposed to do that because it's outside of your scope. So anyway, that's another trend, which I think is really interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where this continues to go in 2019, um, especially like I said, because it's now legalized in Canada. So the last trend that I really hope will become a serious thing is the increased awareness and respect for mental health issues. Oh, this is this is a really good one. Now, is we have a long, long, long way to go with this. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm saying that everything is perfect and, you know, people accept people no matter what. And that's no, we're not we're not to that point in our society. Um, but there, you know, and by the way, I know there's still a ton of stigma attached to mental health stuff. I know there is, but I am seeing, and hopefully the rest of you are seeing this as well. There's a lot of improvement with it. It's improvement on how it's talked about in the media and how people are, are um, perceiving mental health. So my hope for 2019, and I hope this is your hope too, and I hope you can help um, continue this trend because really I think I think it kind of comes down to all of us in health, wellness, fitness, all people really to continue this trend. And my hope is that we're going to see even more respect for mental illness and mental health and getting therapy that simply wasn't there in the past and it's going to continue on into the future. And 
you know, for you guys in health and wellness careers, like I said, like I just said, you know, it's something that you can help sort of push forward, but it's also something you should be aware of and be ready to respond respectfully to. Because I think as these doors are more and more open, I think people are going to feel more and more comfortable talking to their health, wellness, fitness practitioners about these issues. So yeah, that was a short one, but I'm glad that this is a trend and I'm glad that, you know, people are talking more about mental health and being respectful of it and not just trying to kind of sweep it under the the rug because that's really what's been, I mean, it's still done to a certain extent, don't get me wrong, but it's improving and that's a good thing. That can only be a good thing because, you know, we really do need to help each other, right? So there's my food for thought, my, you know, the four things that I'm noticing are kind of a trend as we're moving into 2019. And I want to know from you guys, I honestly do. If you have noticed big trends in health and wellness, what do you, you know, what are those? Like, what have you noticed? Um, What do you think is going to happen in 2019 in terms of health and wellness trends? Um, Is there something that you're going to be changing for next year in your own business in order to sort of meet those needs? Yeah. So I'm curious, let me know, get in touch with me as always, you know, happy little biz on Instagram or send me an email, Candace at happylittlebiz.com. And on a different note, this is episode 100. We made it, you guys. Um, I want to thank you all again. You know, I said this at the beginning, but I want to say it again. Thank you all for being here with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. I I love y'all. Now, Now that we've launched episode 100 and we are in December, it is holiday season. Happy holidays to you all. Merry Christmas, whatever it might be that you celebrate. Of course, you could be listening to this in some other time of year and you're going, it ain't Christmas, Candace. That's fine. I realize that I realize podcast episodes, once you release them, are out into the ether. But if you're listening to it the week that I release it, then, you know, it, it is holiday time. So anyway... Uh, Now that we're in that, now that I've released episode 100, I am taking a break from the podcast. I am going to, you know, take some time to regroup and think about, you know, uh, what we're going to do for future episodes, um, the themes that I might kind of tackle, the questions that I might. And, you know, as always, I'm open to you guys. I mean, this podcast is for you. It's not just, you know, for me to sit in a mic and blab for half an hour at a time. So if you've got questions, concerns, ideas, things that you just want to chat with me about, you know, get in touch. I always, I always love to hear from you guys. So in terms of when the podcast will be back, I don't, I'm not going to make any promises right now, um, simply because I've got a lot going on uh, starting in mid-January. I am, we are coming back like before the spring. I just haven't figured out yet what that schedule is going to look like. So once I know that, I'll, you know, I'll make a little announcement on social media and let let y'all know. But uh, yeah, I'm taking a break for at least the entire month of January. So I'll be back sometime in early, uh, you know, early 2019. And until then, I wish you all good luck with your, with your life and with your business. Don't forget to try and build a happy little biz. Don't forget, you know, to make it about you know, what's important to you in your life and your in your mental health and your physical health and not just about making lots of money and, uh, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle to try and make it because, you know, that's not that's not what we're about around here. And, and that's not how you how you maintain your own sanity. That's not how you build, you know, the happy business in life that you want. All right, that's enough from me. I'll be back next year with more episodes. Stay tuned and I'll talk to you guys then. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. 
the times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews all of that I really love it I read all of it I do really appreciate you guys um, by the way if you would like to leave me a formal review of course I would really appreciate that head on over to iTunes find my podcast so life beyond the massage table click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review five stars of course and a glowing review I'm, I'm, I'm kidding you know let me know what you really think but I do appreciate five stars as well let's be real here now for you guys that might be new to the podcast let me briefly introduce myself here my name is Candace Eisner and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers so I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do my mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.